You are listening to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Have you checked out their Formula helmet yet? Well, you should because Fly Racing has redefined expectations in both safety and performance with the Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, Conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula helmet to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Fly Racing Formula helmet changed the game. Yeah, come on to say our MXGP of Trentino. Well, it's 2020, but it felt like 2013 out there because you led Caroli and Paul Land the whole way that second moto. Uh, obviously, it would have been nice for you to get a podium this week, but a moto win as well. This is almost like, it's just a night. Nice, you're not done yet, but it's a nice way to end your final week as an MXGP rider. Yeah, for sure, you know, it's, uh, I, uh, it's a really nice thing, you know, to win a moto in my last week, for sure. And like you said, you know, it remembers me uh, a long Long uh, a few years ago, uh, battled with Tony, really strong ride, and uh, yeah, today I was really feeling like this. And when I passed leading in the second moto, I was like, "Wow, such a nice feeling," you know. And uh, I said to my to, to the team, I said, "You know, I believe to podium when it, when it's still possible, when it's still possible, uh, I believe it." And then you know, I um, so I was leading, and then I make the first 10 minutes I make some mistake in few few part of the track over there then I change my line and it was better and then I go a little bit I get take some gap from Tony then he come back a little bit and then like that and you know I was really thinking like like you said in the past and I said oh maybe I can go till the end you know I will give all my best and finally I did it so and get the podium overall too so it's really nice uh, thank you thanks so you know, the, yeah, the feeling is good, and I'm particularly on the moto, on the second moto, on the second moto. Uh, really happy about my riding. You know, it was a long time I didn't get that feeling on, on my bike, and that's uh, that's why I'm here. You know, I, I try to search that, and for sure, uh, had to win for me and the team, and for my mechanics and my family is really great. You know, I'm really happy. This is the thing, like in the second moto. In the first couple of laps, Tony was getting closer and closer, and then it was like suddenly something clicks with you, and you were like, "Oh, I remember how to do this." And then you just pulled away, got a comfortable gap, and held it to the end. So I guess, in a way, you haven't led a race properly like that maybe since Russia 2018. But as soon as you got back in that position, you were like, "Oh yeah, it's like slipping on an old pair of shoes." You're like, "Yeah, this is comfortable for me." Yeah, for sure, you know. But since the beginning, you know. The battling with him, I know him, I know him perfectly, and I know he will not give up till the last corner. So I know what I had to do too. But and he didn't change, of course. But I didn't change too. So it was definitely a nice battle, and uh, uh, I'm really happy to win that second moto. It's, it's such a nice feeling, and, and the podium overall is, is good. You know, I was believing it, and uh, I know with a good start was possible. But to keep the, that old moto leading and then have a great, uh, great ride like that, it's uh, really nice, actually really nice. Was it quite hard to stay calm? Because I imagine in your mind you were thinking about everything that was happening and, oh, this is my last week. I can't believe this is, I'm in this position. Tony's behind me. This is just like old times. Like, was your mind going a bit crazy? Uh, a bit crazy, no, you know. But uh, I was for sure thinking about all this because, you know, the last three laps, I think, 
I think just before the last uh, two laps, uh, it was just a few seconds yeah. that I did again, third, three laps, you know. So I was thinking of, of it, but... Uh, but uh, yeah, at the end, you know, I, I didn't look any any anymore the pit board. I didn't look <laughs> anything. I just try and do my best every corner, and then I get it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you need to go and see your team. So one more question: uh, This is your last week. You've made that decision. Does a result like this make you go, oh, I don't know, maybe I can continue for another five years? You're quite happy with your decision, though, aren't you? Like you're comfortable where you're at. You're going to enjoy this week. This is a nice bonus. No, no, for sure, no, no. I'm uh, I'm happy with. Uh, uh, I'm happy with my decision, you know, I don't come back like this, uh, and uh, for sure it's good, it's like a bonus, it's really nice, but uh, like they just asked me a question about tracks, and I <laughs> I was straight straight with all my answer during all my career, and I will not change. You know, it's not because I win the second moto that I say something different than this morning, some things I will never understand, but I mean, that's also the part of my decision, yeah. and uh, so to answer you, no, I don't... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, of course, you know, it's really really nice to have the thing that I can still uh, yeah. win a moto. But uh, in the same time, yeah, my decision is not from uh, not just like that and then uh, it's okay. Yeah, go to your Paulin, uh, MXGP at Trentino. First off, the race today, 4-3 uh, on the day, two solid motos, good speed. You should have been on the overall podium, really. M- most times a 4-3 will get you up there. But the most important thing is your speed was good enough to be up there. So it was a good day. Yes, it is a good day, definitely, you know, from the lap time this morning uh, to Moto1, Moto2. Moto1, I had a good start, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, going backward on the on the rear fender on the on the start line, uh, I willy and I clutch again, so that took me a bit of few spots. And then uh, it took me a bit uh, half Moto to, to, to fix a few mistakes and a few corners where I, I was feeling slow. And uh, came back and I was too late to pass to, to be in the wheels of Jeremy, you know, so... I mean, great riding, and then second moto had a good start, and then uh, pushing to the end, you know, fighting with uh, with the guys up front, uh, it was great. Uh, Fourth three with no podium, it's uh, for sure. Sometimes you have good podiums like yeah. this, sometimes not. Uh, when you're around 40 points, you know, it's always uh, it's always some good uh, um, uh, good yeah good gift in the end. But right now, I'm I'm really happy. You know, physically, I'm feeling good. So looking forward to Arco too. Uh, the bike was great too, so uh, we'll see. I said the same to come on after he made his uh, retirement announcement. I think a lot of fans, when they see that a rider is retiring, they think, oh, it's because he's in 15th and he just can't do it anymore. Today proves that you could continue for another one, two, three years, still be in the top five, still be battling for podiums. It's not that, is it? That isn't why you've come to your retirement announcement, which you did on Thursday. It's other factors, I guess. For sure, there is other factor. You know, it's all a balance. You know, since the beginning, I told myself I would go at the top until 30 years old. It might have been uh, sooner than this because you don't control it. You know, it might have been later than this. But I've had in my mind, you know, to uh, it wasn't some a target, but I've had in my mind to to show up in Ayane 2020, a motocross of nation, and just tell to the crowd that I will I will stop racing. And it wasn't a target, like something I will do, but it was definitely big in my mind. And Right now, this year, everything uh, come to an end, and I'm really, really happy. You know, I, uh, I, had, uh, I have my wife, uh, my family, and uh, there is so much thing going on on a positive way. You know, I love racing; it's in my blood. I love adrenaline. There is uh, so much thing tel- telling me that I should stop, and uh, and right now, I decided myself that I prefer to stop at the top, uh, where I belong. Uh, I've won a moto in uh, in um, in Lommel. 
went back on the podium after everything what happening in the beginning of the year with with me you know with the crash and uh and right now today um didn't went on the podium but still you know i'm there and uh you know you can stop uh, for many reasons and uh my reason i want to stop and uh being at the top people will say yeah he's finishing 15 15 you know he cannot do it anymore no no, I'm there fighting, uh, fighting to be up front, to be podium, to be winning models. I did uh, with with 10 seconds in normal. Uh, physically, I'm, I mean, at the best shape of my life. And uh, and sometimes, you know, um, you need to have character. And uh, and 30 years old, I've uh, spent and give ha- more than half my life uh, getting prepped winter time doing everything to be the best I could I could be and right now uh, I'm stopping the best way and uh, I'm really proud you know I'm at the top in each level so uh, I will give some more time right now to family at the start of the year way back at Matterley Basin did you know that this was definitely going to happen I'm guessing it was in your mind a little bit uh, but when did the decision actually get made and you said to yourself right no more thinking about it no more talking about it this is what I'm going to do you know uh, until it's signed you cannot you cannot it's like uh, buying something yeah. until it's sign you know you cannot say I stop yeah. you know it was exactly the same until you mention yeah. but mentally uh, I would say uh, I felt you know in quarantine uh, that I had a really uh, stress uh, really low that I've never had in my whole life yeah. and uh, it felt great <laughs> Taste, tasting that that much um, freedom yeah. and uh, you know I do everything for my target being the best and uh Putting the running shoes, uh, going in my mountain, uh, climbing, and just don't care about tomorrow. You know, just uh, doing uh, one, two, three, four hours, just visiting, searching for new train and stuff. And uh, again, with uh, with the road bike and stuff, and with the family. And still, I was on the good food and everything, you know. But I was really doing things uh, with no pressure. And from that time, I, I test something new, yeah. and uh, and it. When I came back, you know, having that crash and that injury, definitely it was bad. And uh, and then from that, depending on what the doctor, the surgeon would say, I would say I would stop. You know, finally it was uh, a crack and stuff, and also a knockout. And and then I came back from it, and I wanted to be back at my best level. You know, but from that everything together, you know, I've had I've the have the bike I love, uh, the family I love. Uh, I'm on a, I'm on a good contract. I'm winning. And everything, and uh, and I'm 30 years old. And uh, until everything what happened, uh, I decided obviously um, when I was back at the top in Mantova yeah. that okay, right now I'm there, you know. But uh, but but this this will be the end. So it was a 95 percent already in uh, in Mantova when you uh, <laughs> give me the interview behind your your this this microphone. I was already knowing that uh, that I will stop until you know. You can do one more, but yeah. until when? You know, what can stop you? You know, right now I feel in the best shape ever. I can go again. Looks like I'm going to go forever. Like we are forever young, you know, but still, uh, still, uh, that's a, a decision. And from the decision I've taken, I mean, I, I feel so happy like I've never been, you know, so free and and it's, uh, it's extra, extraordinary. What did the results at Lommel do to your mind then? Because I imagine that uh, being on the podium and winning the moto could have made you go brilliant this is a nice way for me to end my career i've won another moto i've definitely been on the podium again or it could have made you go ah oh, i def i know i can still do this I, like i've just done it maybe i do need to continue where did your mind go after that i'm going to tell you a true you know um, uh, 
I'm not happy until I do one one. Yeah. Even if I don't make it every weekend, and I, you know, I'm not happy until I do one one. So Lomel it was really definitely great and telling the world my story from from what happened and stuff. And I felt, you know, when I won, I felt I carried that that backpack, you know, with with that injury and keeping it for me. And uh, and um, yeah, I mean. It's uh, no, for sure. You know, when you make it's it's the before GP yeah. going to the GP, you have that much stress and and you don't know what's happened. And then finally, you you podium or you do you win moto and stuff, and you come back. Wow, that was a great GP. You know, it's always a before and after. You know, it's like a team. You know, they are so motivated when you win, and when you're behind, they are really like it, it's tough. You know, so no, it doesn't. Uh, the win didn't make me feel uh, I should continue uh, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now I still want to win yeah. like today in Arco I feel I can win um, I did not, you know, I finished four third but, uh, but I'm battling with guys there who won the first moto they never passed me and we did, uh, we did until the end on a, on a 20 lap moto so I feel I can do it uh, there is no if in the decision uh, winning, not winning it's, uh, it's a decision and uh, and uh, that's what I want to do. Two things that made me feel, I guess, sorry for you in a way is, one, you love your fans, you have a lot of fans, so it's a shame you can't go out with them, like you say. And also, you are known as a bit of a motocross of nations king, so also a shame that you haven't got to do one more of those. But, like you say, you could have said, oh no, I, I want those two things, so I'll continue for another year. But, like you said, when do you say stop? How many times can you go? One more, one more, one more. So I think that shows a lot of strength and courage. And But this is the right decision that you've gone. Despite all of this stuff, this is it. I had like, this is it, the right time for me. You know, uh, people will try to understand like you try to understand. And I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate all the love you guys give me. Uh, I'm so surprised and uh, I'm, I'm feeling really blessed. It's, it's unbelievable the wave of love. I'm, 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 on, a, I'm on a cloud right now. And... Uh, I really want to thanks and for my heart and um, you ask me so much question and I, I definitely appreciate but you know as a sportsman I've been giving always that one extra percent yes. always you come climbing with me uh, doing interval training I I'm ready to give everything to draw up you know I'm, I'm having this to go to the limit every every little key that every little block that I have I try to unblock them you know, sometimes as a professional sportsman, you, you, you know that that session will be that hard and you, you're scared to do it because it's so hard. You know you're going to give it all and, and it's going to be tough. And all those sessions, I unblocked them. I went through and, 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 and I can do that, do it and, and, and go further, you know. I'm not scared of anything. But the time from always giving that one extra percent, you know, uh, the time you think about retiring, there is no question anymore. To me, you know, when, when I start to open my mind to this, that's it. I stop. It's one of the rules I've had. I respect this. It's not I start thinking and go and those are people who doesn't take decisions. And in my whole career, I'm taking decisions. That's my character. That's, that's who I am today. So from, from that moment, I start open the window. You know what? That's it. You know, like in quarantine, I was feeling it. Then I opened the window uh, for more consternation. Then, then in Mantova, you know, then the, the crash. Then, then the, the performance doesn't make me shake. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been winning. It's great, but the decision it's taken. You know, I'm, I'm retiring, and I'm, I'm retiring on the on the best spot. It's uh, it's feeling so much better. You know.
looking back on your career, you obviously did a lot. And we're going to have to save a full career rundown for another day because we don't have two hours. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about now, because I've had a lot of questions about it, um, America, you're one of the few GP riders who has that skill set to do supercross and motocross. And just last night, I was telling someone about um, the fact that you did the first three rounds of supercross in 2010 and were sixth in a main event behind Canard, Weimar, Seeley, Will Hahn, the best supercross riders in the world at the time. So... Is that something you look back on now and you're like, oh, maybe I should have given the American thing a try? Because I think a lot of fans even look at you now and go, that's a man that had the skills to get it done, so brilliant. And also, a lot of people forget you actually did give it a go and clearly proved you can do it. There were so many times, you know, I wanted to go and race Monster Cup uh, because Monster has been supporting me and because I want to do Supercross and... Um, I went to US, you know, and uh, I did all the main event and uh, without that much training and uh, because I was concentrated, I was under contract with uh, Rinaldi, you know, for the MX- MX2 and um, it was great. Uh, I was close to make a podium, uh, but I crashed two laps to go behind Josh Hansen and, uh, and you know, um, I, I, w- I was thinking to go to US, but contract side and stuff, never, you know, the negotiation doesn't go always the same way, the same moment, you know. Yeah. And uh, I never do things halfway, you know. If if you need to get ready, it it, it never turned out really well, you know. Going there directly in a MX MX1 yep. open class, doing 18 rounds direct, going uh, in a, in a, in light. I, pre- I I wanted to go MX1 already here, and uh, I was told, you know, and, and 79 kilo, 80 kilo. So everything, all in all, I took the decision to to stay here, and uh, and it was great, you know. I love US, I love Supercross. I love uh, the dirt they have out there, uh, the lifestyle that brings everything, that makes everything more easy, you know, to train, and it's why I went there many times to train winter time. Uh, but you know, no regrets. It's, it was also a decision I took at one stage. You know, as a kid, I, I mentioned I wanted to go to US, and from the moment you know I, I thought about going MXGP, I knew I would make my career in MXGP. So that was a decision early, like around 10 years ago, and I'm uh, really happy about it, about it. Let's end on this note then for today. But still, sorry about uh, going to Monster Cup. I wanted to go Monster Cup. It was well organized, but always, you know, the, the target was MXGP. And uh, like, you know, with, uh, when I was at HRC, uh, I injured my knee in, uh, when I fi- finished Vice World Champ in uh, 15. And uh, oh, I was giving it a go, and then I was late on my pre- preparation for 16. Or I was uh, I was going and have surgery, so I, everything was ready for me to go there, and and I didn't went. And then when I changed to the brand, it's better to be uh, testing and doing everything right to get ready for the first round. You know, I've been always someone uh, training hard and, and being at the first GP ready. I've never been someone you know getting ready because GP was going on. You know, because the GP makes you in shape because you ride that much, you push with other rider, and that makes you in shape. No, I always came at the first round, and I know how to train. I've been training with the best trainer in the world, and I've been always coming uh, at the highest at the first GP. So, uh, no, that was a decision, and uh, I've had a private track, supercross track and stuff, and uh, that now is just in a while. But, uh, yeah, no regrets. You know, I'm really... Uh, it was a good time, but uh, you cannot do everything. The GPs are doing... Uh, around 18 and 20 or 20 rounds, you know, all over the real world. When I came to, to US, it was uh, Supercross uh, 
the GP was starting 22 of April, I know the date. <laughs> and right now we start uh, 28, 26 of yeah. February. So there is totally different. I started to train on those times around, uh, around Christmas. Right now I start 1st of November. Yeah. So it's totally a different ball game and uh, you cannot do half. This is what I do in, in, in life. I do it or I do it 100% or I don't. Half, half never sound good. So this is what I've done in, in my career. Uh, let's end on this note. Looking back at your career, obviously there's been a lot of opportunities, opportunities to do that now because I imagine people in the paddock are sharing memories, talking about everything you've done. Uh, countless wins, countless podiums, multiple factory teams. Looking back at everything, when you think about the BMX guy you were in 2005, can you almost not believe what you've done with your career? Because it's not like you were this motocross kid through and through growing up. You were a BMX guy who made it in a completely different world. You know, I started BMX, I was six, and ended up at 12. Uh, I was at the top, and I wanted to don't have pressure anymore, and I wanted to change, and uh, it was tough. You know, it cost money to buy a, a motorcycle, and my dad accepted because they rebuilt the track close from my house, and and then I, I did, then, then, then I had the gift of a motorcycle, and I started to ride, and I started that from zero. Like BMX, from kids, I was fast and going up fast, 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 and always really strong. But motorcycle, in in uh, 202 I was 12 I learned how to use the clutch and I started from zero like uh, her pill was was tough for me you know and and then really quick I, I started to to go and then I did my first race win it and and go and I was going until the, the fuel was empty and the fuel tank was empty so to answer your question I never believe I would be that uh, I would have that career that strong and uh, with that much fun knowing that much people having that much um, emotion and uh, getting uh, that good, uh, being uh, that good in the business too, uh, having that much support from my sponsor, I've stayed for with 100% Monster Energy and all those guys, you know, since uh, since since ever, you know, and uh, and uh, and it has been great Yamaha for that long, and uh, Alpine Star with the boots later on with the gear, but uh, you know, every time. Uh, I really give a lot. Uh, I, I really could express to the to the world uh, my person yeah. by doing what I love, uh, pushing my limits on the training, uh, showing my, my my love for for design by having all my helmet, all my uh, limited clothes uh, gear that I bring back the white in the paddock. Yeah. Then I went, I turn upside down and bring the the black and dark gray that the journalists were telling me like, wow, we don't <laughs> see you and. It's really hard, you know, to take picture from you because it's so dark. And, and right now, you see all the company from Gear making it. I've, I've, I've met so many uh, great people on my road. And it's also a way, you know, to, to go to next chapter. Uh, to just close that chapter and open up for something brand new. If it will be in motocross or totally away from, from everything, I don't know. Uh, I'm still going to train hard because I love uh, training. Uh, I have it in my blood. But to answer your question, no. You know, uh, I didn't knew I would make that career. And I think if I knew, uh, I wouldn't have done it. You know, uh, unconfidence uh, makes you push uh, forever. Adam Sterry, uh, MXGP of Trentino. Kind of sounding like a broken record, but kind of exactly what I said to you at Lommel 2 or whatever it was. There were again positives today. It's clearly going in the right direction. It didn't quite work out in the first motor, especially kind of for things out of your control but again there are positives to take from it so it's not there are good things to come from today yeah definitely like like today 
it was the first time I think all year where I felt like I was actually in the race like I felt like I was actually racing that now I feel like I've been in a race and uh, the other rounds I kind of felt like yeah, just so to say riding round if you wish um, and afterwards I didn't feel tired or or like felt like I've done a GP so today was the first time I felt like I was in a race I felt good this morning times were really close got a good start the first race but again a few people crashed in front of me on the first lap and uh, ended up making a mistake later on myself a second moto didn't get as good of a start and managed to get back to 18 with a small crash so uh, there, like you said there is positives it doesn't sh- doesn't look like that on paper but um, like I said as well it's it's hard in this class to test while I'm racing and um, that's what we're doing I'm swapping sprockets and and cranks and flywheels and um, suspension so it is difficult but we're getting there and uh, yeah like I said I felt quite good today uh, kind of like you say on the testing we haven't actually been to a track like this since Faenza, and at Faenza it was all still kind of brand new for you. So it is true, like this is almost your first time with Hitachi on a track like this, which sounds almost unbelievable, but it's just the way it is. Yeah, like there's so much happened this year, like with everything that's gone on, um, personal stuff with the teams and and myself and swapping teams and injuries and punctured lung and starting and stopping with COVID and. Um, I just want to get through these last few rounds good and have a good solid off season. I know what I need to work on. Uh, we can get the bike. Actually, after the last round, I'm going to keep riding for a little bit. I'm going to keep testing while I'm while I'm still up to speed, uh, rather than go in the break, get fat. Um, get that's coming the later then. <laughs> um, yeah, that's coming in December. I'm going to ride a little bit, test, and make sure the bike's ready to go. So when I get back on it, I'm I'm up to speed and uh, yeah, I feel good. We've gone on about your off-season coming up for a while. Just randomly thought, it seems like this off-season might be a bit longer because we're not going to start until end of April or whatever. That should even play into your hands even more because the more time you can get, it seems, for better, especially considering this year's off-season was... Um, uh, what is the word to sound correct? This year's off-season was tricky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I know I know the COVID situation is the same for everyone and... Uh... But yeah, it's just been difficult. I, I can't explain. It's hard hard for people to understand from looking from the outside, but it is what it is. I've been trying to get better each week and every weekend, and uh, like you said, the longer off-season is going to benefit me. Um, we actually we actually changed quite a bit on the bike this weekend with the, with, with the sprocket, and it went completely in the right direction. So really happy with that. I, I kind of felt like I was going in the right direction, but I was going in the wrong direction, so that was difficult. And... Uh, yeah, man, it's just difficult in that class to try and if you're a little bit off, half a second a lap off, you're you you can get eaten up. So um, it's good. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here. I just want to get through these last two races. I want to I want to ideally before the end of the year just have two solid yeah. like top 15s pushing towards the top 10 races, and and I'll be happy to end the year with that. I'm guessing uh, the sprocket change is kind of the reason for your good starts today or first moto anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, it actually surprised me a little bit. Like I come out and then it started to wheelie and I was like oh I had to back it off a little bit but that was the first time where I thought yeah I can actually see the first person in the start as as before I was just at the back in the war zone with crashes and roost and yeah so um, definitely went in the right direction with that we're, we're going to try something again uh, for Wednesday so hopefully that goes in the right direction and we improve uh, strange last question but I feel like this may be the most positive you've been in a way like I feel like today has given you something to get your teeth into and now you're kind of like right here we go 
like, yeah, there have been positives before, but we are actually moving now. Like, it's not just positives on paper, we're actually going. Yeah, definitely. Just like you said, the, um, the score, the, if you look on the, the points or whatever, it just looks like another round yeah. that I've been doing. But um, actually, the riding today and the, and, and the racing and what we've improved and how I feel is definitely a positive. It's just uh, yeah, a few small mistakes and things I couldn't help didn't really show it on paper but we get a chance on Wednesday and Sunday again to improve that and like I said I want two solid races before the year's finished and I can build on that going into the testing. Yeah, Thomas Olsen, MXGP of Trentino, 1-4 uh, on a day, second overall, could have quite easily been a win, you tied for the overall after all, uh, decent day I think, speed was good, starts were okay, first moto, <laughs> decent day. Yeah, like you said, like it's, it's, I've been struggling a lot in the quali- in the qualifiers and stuff, so it's just nice to start off the day like with a fast lap. Like I could stay a little bit more calm. And actually, um, the last two years I, I I haven't been feeling good here. To be honest, like I've been struggling with the track a lot. So we did a little bit of testing before uh, before this race, and we got like the bike set up really good. So I'm just happy that I was actually able to flow really good on the track and obviously obviously that first model was just awesome like i just felt really really good um yeah second model my start wasn't that good and i got squeezed a little bit but somehow like i managed to come out like third after not so long had a small slip up and i think like after that i was a little bit cautious uh the track was getting quite slippery compared to the beginning of the day and uh yeah really bumpy but i would say um back on the podium so like got some good points on on third place in the in the championship so if we can uh, continue in this direction then i'm happy and like yeah with my riding i feel like i can push quite well so i can definitely work with that uh, did you surprise yourself with pole position this morning because like you say you haven't done that at all this year and there seems to be this group of the younger guys which isn't you anymore somehow who do that like Vial hasn't even had a pole position this year it seems to just be the FNH guys and Gertz like did you surprise yourself yeah definitely did I was like <laughs> you know sometimes you have some labs where you're like dude I gotta be first I gotta be first place and then you come out you're like 10th place or whatever so like I, I don't know I felt like that lab was good and then I came in and I was first place and I was like shit that's uh that's nice but um it just it just felt good like to uh to be up there straight away and you just you lay a good foundation for for the day so uh, I was definitely I surprised myself a little bit with that one because then you it was quite early so I was yeah. thinking like ah oh, it's <laughs> probably gonna drop down you know like but I kept it up there that was that was nice but it's been a long time since my last poll so it's strange to say but you're starting your final week as an MX2 rider uh, how does that feel because it honestly doesn't feel like you've been in the class that long. What, 2017 was your first full year? It's not that long. So how does it feel this week? Do you feel emotional about it? Do you just kind of want to get it over with and move on to the next chapter? Like, what's your... How do you feel? No, like, uh, I would say a little bit emotional. <laughs> no, it's it's been a great run. And uh, like you said, I, it's not because I've been there, like, forever. Like, I came, I knew I came a little bit late into yeah. the class, but I think, like, with the results I've gotten and stuff like that, I've, in my opinion, like, I tried to, I got everything out of it that I possibly could, yeah. you know, like, the championship was a goal, but it didn't happen, but anyway, like, I was, I, I'm happy because I, I don't look back on my MX2 career and say, like, oh, if I just did that or that yeah. or that, like, it was just, like, it's what I had in me and it's it's what, what happened, you know, so, but, um, 
I think I got four four great years of racing, and and that's enough. And, and I, with my height, I should probably have been on a 450 a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, I've been really enjoying the two two factory 250 bike. Like that that thing is a beast. So. With that said, I'm looking forward to going something something new, a bigger bike. This is the thing, like you say, the championship was a goal, but I think the good thing about what's happened this year is, okay, injuries screwed it up, but at least since you've been healthy, you've proven that you could have had that championship. Like, I don't think you've left any doubt in anyone's mind that you could have been a champion. Obviously, it's not the same as being a champion, <laughs> but I still feel like that's something to, like, cling on to, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I guess I'm not really a guy to to go about things like that like things happened and uh, that's how it is but I was just I was in a place after injuries where I was like damn can I can I even get back on yeah. top you know so like after mental I was really like that was a huge huge deal for me to get back on the top step of, step of the podium and uh, just prove to myself that like because it I think I I went without a podium in 2019 like the last five rounds I wasn't on the podium so it's like actually a, a long drought of like yeah. no podiums and not really showing my full potential. So like uh, with me, I want to prove myself every weekend. And uh, that was a bit tough when I had the injuries. And the thing is, it's not just leaving MX2, which is emotional, I guess, uh, for you. You're leaving a team that has kind of been built around you for four years now. Like Especially Rasmus is a team manager. Obviously, you're really close with him. So you're leaving all of those people. It's not like you're going to now hate Rasmus and light him on fire. <laughs> but it's still a thing that like you're still part in ways in a way and you're moving on to something new so i'd imagine even that like take the whole racing thing out of it that's got to be a bit strange no it really is like those guys are yeah like a small family to me so like i, I spend a lot of time on the on the workshop and stuff like having fun with them like now i'm also at the age where like some of the mechanics are actually the same age <laughs> as me so we're having a great time over there and um yeah i've been working a long time with rasmus and we kind of came into the gps together and so um yeah, it's going to be a strange feeling, but in the end of the day, he's not too far away. He's still going to be my friend, like, still going to go talk to the guys and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I would say, like, you say the team's been built up around me. Like, I would say, like, I was just, there's always always been, like, great chemistry yeah. between me and the team. And, like, I came into the team and did good straight away. So, it's just always been a good chemistry and uh, it's been awesome, some awesome years with those guys for sure. So uh, two more rounds to go, I guess, in your head. It'd be nice to get some more podiums and maybe round this thing off with a GP win. But if it doesn't happen, I guess you're not going to cry about it, but it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's right. Like, uh, I'm just really good at putting pressure on myself and I think all the riders are. Like yeah. Every time that we just want to win, want to win, but... Uh, it's it's nice for me that I have a goal to be third in the world championship. That that keeps me a little bit on my game, and I I need I think I need a bit of pressure to like perform because I'm not the guy to go out there and like yeah you have no pressure on me oh okay then like <laughs> it it doesn't make me a better rider like yeah. I think sometimes you gotta have that little bit like edge you know like something pushing yeah. pushing you so uh, I'm definitely going after that third place so uh, I'm gonna give it my all these last two rounds. Yeah, ben Watson, uh, MXGP of Trentino. Best way to sum up today is results didn't look great, but the riding was actually really good, uh, especially first moto. I was quite impressed. So I'm guessing you're happy from that point of view. Yeah, exactly that, basically. Um, I felt real good on the bike all day, actually, and then when I look back at the results, I've got nothing from it. So <laughs> it's a little bit frustrating in that way, but you know, I'm not too focused on... Yeah, yeah. when I'm riding good, I'm always 
I'm always happy. So yeah, it is frustrating that I didn't get anything out of it. You know, I've got like a 10 and a six or something. So yeah, that's obviously, we know we can do a lot better than that. But on this track, like at the first race, I just had a, a good start and then a, an actual bad crash with another guy. And uh, yeah, luckily I was okay. Shook me up a little bit. And then when I got going, I was good again. And I fought through the pack hard. And I came back to 10, so overall was not too bad. And then uh, the second one, I had a real terrible start. And then in the second corner, I just got held up massive. I was like, yeah, well back. And uh, I made some good passes, charged all race, and uh, yeah, finished with six. So on paper, it's not good, but yeah, riding, I felt pretty good. Uh, the pass or the crash with uh, Sadner in the first race, obviously it didn't work out, but I even felt like it was good in a way because like the, the intensity and the aggression it was all there and it wasn't your fault it didn't work out he just didn't know you were there but I was impressed with the way you went about making that move happen yeah it's something I like like especially in the beginning of the race I made a little mistake over the back and took completely the wrong lines and I dropped I lost a position to him and then I was a little wound up and I was like come on because everyone everyone's always saying about the beginning of the race for me and I know that is where I'm a little bit weak and uh, I felt good, and the guys were there just in front of me, Viago and Olsen, so I didn't want to let them have a chance to kind of escape. So um, I just attacked. I just squared him up out of that corner and went over the left side, but I mean, I don't know if it was really his fault, but it was just that I was on the inside, he didn't know I was there, and then that jump, obviously it, you, you do jump on the angle a little yeah. bit across, so yeah, it just was directly on top of me, so it was just one of the things... It was, yeah, I don't know. I thought he would obviously hear me there and, and jump straight, but he didn't. He, he kept with the line and just jumped across. So, yeah, luckily we could both get up and carry on. But, yeah, it's just one of the things I would have probably, if I didn't take the opportunity there and just sat behind him and probably sat behind him for another two laps or something, I would have regret not trying. So I went for it, but, yeah, it didn't pay off. Uh, was it easier to come through the field in the first motor or the second? Like, which... Moto did the track open itself up more for passing? Um, the lines didn't really change, they just got deeper. But the problem for me was, yeah, the first race I was coming from a crash that I was further back, whereas the second one it was just a bad start. I had a good first lap, so I was around like 15 or something after the first lap. So I think the second one probably didn't have as many guys to pass, but I felt my passes were better in the second one like I was a bit more aggressive with some guys and kind of made it happen a bit sooner I just got stuck behind yeah one of the gas gas guys at one point but yeah I've just lost a little bit of time in the middle of the race in race two but otherwise yeah I was happy with the passes a little thing about this track where no one really knows I don't feel like people would put you down as like this being a specialist track for you but you're actually pretty good around here like last year actually kind of similar today like if you look at the results you don't really think much but I specifically remember Moto2 last year as being like one of your best rides of the year. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I remember coming here in 15 when it was my first full season of MX2 and I rode like such a wally. I could not ride the place. And it was the same story for a few of these hard, slippy tracks where it's just not what I've grown up with and it's not like what I would choose if, if you gave me the option. So, yeah, I have always struggled a little bit on these kind of tracks. But here, 18 was my first... Yeah, good year. Yeah. 17, I didn't ride so good. 18, when I came with, with Khmer for my first year, I had like a good... I think I was fourth overall, like the story. Of that you probably year. were, yeah, it was 2018, yeah, so... Yeah, probably one point as well. 
but no, con comparing to like when I came a few years ago, um, yeah, I've definitely improved and I do, I enjoy the track actually. And uh, I just realised we haven't spoke about this, so we need to, uh, we can finally talk about what you're doing next year, no more Kawasaki rumours, none of that, uh, you're definitely going to be with Wilvo or Monster of Energy, Yamaha Factory MXGP, they get mad when I say it's Wilvo, uh, yeah, so that's good, factory seat, exactly kind of what you want moving into MXGP. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think a load of people thought I was just talking shit when I was like, yeah, no, I've not even spoken to Kawasaki. Not, I've had no communication. Yeah, everyone just was like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you say one thing in the motocross paddock and it's, it's, uh, it's on the other end before you even can walk there. So it's mad. Things just fly around when, yeah, one person just says maybe what they think is going to happen. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's it. That's what he's doing. So it was a little bit frustrating because obviously, you know, the guys like Hans from Kamei, he was really helping me out in the whole situation. And I had it like two or three times where he's calling and he's like, I've heard again that you're going elsewhere. And I'm like, I promise you I'm not. And it makes the situation difficult, but it's one of the things like, yeah, now they now they believe me and it's, yeah, it's just one of them. But now I'm like really, really happy. Honestly, the situation couldn't have gone any better. Like I won the GP and then came down the stairs from the podium and uh, Louis and Alex, they were there to tell me how it's going to go next year and, and I was just, yeah, like an emotional day just got even even better somehow. So I think as a racer, to win your first GP and then get told you're going to ride on the on the factory MHGP team, yeah, it literally, you can't get any better than that. Uh, let's end on this then because I feel like we need to clear this up. Like you say, the Kawasaki rumours went around. But I also feel like when we spoke Mantaverse, Spain, whenever we spoke and you were like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing next year yet, blah, blah, blah. I feel like everyone felt like you were keeping this massive secret. But had we spoken Sunday morning at Lommel, you genuinely still didn't know what you were doing. Like this did, it didn't come out of nowhere, but it wasn't like stamped until Sunday night. Yeah. So the whole situation was um, the factory team, um, they wanted to keep it obviously clean, two riders, yeah. full focus on the a real, you know, the two guys who are going to fight for the title and uh, I understood the situation um, I know with like parts and you know support mechanics everything it's not they're not just going to have a third rider stick him in there and give him less support like if you're there they do the job 100% so they have to think about that and and the situation was um, with Benistan I think they they found a third spot for him but it was honestly I was organized a contract was ready with Yamaha but it was a situation with a team they didn't know where I was going to be put so I knew I was going to be with Yamaha but under which team I, I really didn't know and uh, yeah Louis, Hans they all yeah Alex everyone pushed really hard to make it happen and uh, yeah I can't even explain how grateful I am for them to you know make a spot for me in the in the factory team Yeah, yeah Jed Beaton MXGP of Trentino I wanted to talk to you tonight, which is why it's three hours after the race. It's pitch black and I'm stood here. Yeah. So, credit to me. Oh. Um, <laughs> first moto, beaten hype was there. Fastest rider on track. Uh, multiple times, when I mean, there was five laps in a row when you were third. Fastest rider on track. You lost a toe a little bit towards the end, but still. Maybe. Big claim. Maybe rode better than you did when you won the moto at Mantua. Like, it was that level of ride. Second moto... Maybe we don't talk about that, but still, first moto, that's good. <laughs> yeah, obviously, first moto was good. Like, got off to a pretty decent start, actually. So, um, 
yeah, just to be there in the first few laps was a huge help. Um, made a few passes and then uh, two guys crashed in front and then I was in like fourth but there was a bit of a gap. And then, yeah, I pushed quite hard to, to get to the first three and then, um, yeah, Yago made a mistake. He just stalled it in turn and then I, um, I went by him. And then, yeah, all four of us were just pretty close for the whole race then so um couldn't really afford to make a mistake or anything but to be honest like i qualified 11th or 12th today so like in the morning i didn't feel so comfortable but in the race i was like oh like the feeling was quite good so um yeah i was pretty surprised by that actually and then like you said yeah i lost a little bit the toe but it's so difficult to pass out there and i swear like you put in three times more effort to try and make a pass, and if you don't make it happen, you've wasted a lot of energy, you know. So um, you sort of had to be a little bit smart and, like, wait for a mistake, but the mistakes kind of weren't coming in the first motor, you know what I mean? So, um, no, it was it was good to be back up there and, and ride like that. And um, after the week at Lommel, it was pretty depressing, so it's good to come out there and get a result like that. And... Um, like you said, yeah, obviously the second race we don't really want to talk about, but um, got a really bad start, and then, yeah, it all just snowballed from there, really, like a lot of mistakes first lap. And the difference from being, like, fifth or sixth on the first lap compared to being 20th or yeah. 15th is completely different. There's just people going everywhere, so you lose that initial time straight away to the front guys, and it's almost Im- impossible to get back there. Did the first moto feel how I saw it, like... You had three of the big hitters in front of you, and it looked to me like you knew that you had them covered speed-wise. Like, oh, I've lost a second there, that's fine, I'll just get it right back. Like, it looked, not looked, because I had the times, I could see that you kind of, you didn't have them covered, because that sounds a bit strong, but you had the situation under control. Did it feel like that? And I'm guessing you maybe haven't had that feeling before with those names in front of you. Yeah, yes and no. Like, I, I don't know, like I said, the track was very difficult to pass, so sometimes I would try something new and then realize that that's not going to work so I'd go back and then I'd get a good lap or something like that so um yeah like I said I just felt way more comfortable and then like starting up there for sure helped because like you get into the flow of how you should ride and you not worry about someone cutting across the track or doing something so you don't have to be like cautious of that I think that helps a lot to to get into the flow and then yeah like in the last moto I think I got into a bit of a flow in the last five minutes of the race, but it's obviously way too late. So um, the first, yeah, 20 minutes, 25 minutes was just rubbish. So all I can do now is really look forward to the Wednesday, hopefully get two motos and two decent motos and two good starts. Uh, Just remembered, because the race was 18 hours ago now, uh, first moto sector three, you were killing it. Like, honestly, go back and look at your sector three times because... You were doing. You were taking seconds out of the guys in front of you there. Uh, do you? Uh, first of all, were you aware of that, and did you know what you were doing differently? No, not really. Like I could see that, like if they sort of gapped me, I could pull it back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see they were a little bit quicker in some spots than other spots. But I don't really know like all the sectors to be honest. Well, neither um, do I. But yeah, I, so I, I just know the free was yeah, good. That yeah. could be anywhere. Oh, exactly. I wouldn't even know. So. <laughs> To be honest, like when I look at it, I don't know where the point to point is unless I look at the map that they send through. Yeah. Um, they don't send so, that to me, so I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit useless, aren't they? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like I said, I don't really know, or like I th- could imagine that would be 
up and down the second lot of hills. Yeah, I'd imagine up, down, up, yeah. down, that little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, for sure in the first moto, the the ruts and stuff were a lot nicer, I would say. Yeah. So it was easier to, like, carry the momentum and stuff, where the second second moto it got a bit, like, that hard pack, slippery, and then it had the bumps in the ruts too. So, um, yeah, just the feeling was a little bit different in the second moto. Um, compared to the first one. But yeah, like like I said, in the first one, I felt good on the track, so I was pretty surprised myself with qualifying 11th. You know, you don't really... Yeah, you don't go into the races going like, oh, I'm fucking on fire, you know? You go into the races like, oh, 11th, that's uh, pretty Special. average. Yeah, that's pretty average. So, um, yeah, no, it was like... Like I said, I felt like the speed was good. It was just a few, a few mistakes on my behalf that led to a shitty second moto. Did you maybe put too much pressure on yourself going into the second moto? Because I would imagine you went to the line going, all right, here we go, this is a one. No, like, to be honest, I try not to. It's, um, I try race every race the best of my ability, and sometimes when a start doesn't happen like that, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, like... I guess if you're sitting there on the start line going, oh, I'm expecting to win, and then you pull a start yeah. like that, you're way more upset about it than than if you go out there and just take it race by race, you know? So, to be honest, I try not to think of it like that. I try and, yeah, keep a bit relaxed with it and take the good motos when they come, I guess. And if it's two of them in one day, then, yeah, obviously it's uh, a really good day, but today wasn't one of them. Uh, last thing, let's stop with all the Lommel depression bullshit you rode good like genuinely i wanted to find you after lommel to tell you how good you rode do a positive interview and rasmus was like oh no he's pretty depressed he's left and i was like what i don't understand like he rode good you rode good wednesday especially coming through i couldn't keep track of where you were because i was like well where's he gone oh he's two straight ahead look at him go look at the little wasp bounce along (laughs) yeah no like to be honest i think I sort of expected myself to be a little bit better in Lommel just for the reason of, uh, like, I've done... I felt way better this winter than what I did the previous one. So I think it's um, it's possible... Like, I thought it was possible to get better results. Um, so I was a little bit hard on myself more than anything. But like I said, or like you said, the riding wasn't that bad. It's just, like, I was in the wrong position, like, at the wrong time, you know? Like, I, you start bad then you end up in like eighth or something yeah. and then it's just everyone else is gone so you're just stuck there and like if i look across the track there's not so much pulling happening yeah. it's just staying there but yeah at that point it's too late like i said if you're not there on the first few laps and it's it's quite a difficult race and in Lommel the starts weren't really on at all and then on the wednesday well, did you yeah, crash before the first turn one time yeah yeah on so the, they weren't on yeah on the wednesday um <laughs> yeah i uh yeah had a start crash like just uh, hit the back of someone and went down quite hard so um to be honest when when I hit the ground then I thought that I was uh, pretty pretty hurt um so it took me a while to get back on the bike actually and then yeah I got back to 10th and then yeah great great like amazing well done like I don't understand that's good <laughs> you've just said that you thought you were injured you came back to 10th yeah. like great work I don't say that to everyone great work yeah but um <laughs> Yeah, tenth is a tenth. You know, it's not um, it's not where you want to be for sure. And yeah, I don't work my ass off to go and get a tenth. So at the same time, I'm happy with how I rode, but at the same time, disappointed in the result. So it's a difficult one. 
Um, but yeah, it's not all bad things that come from Lommel. Like every time we go there, I think we learn something. So it's quite a brutal track, you know. It's um, I've I found it nice that they change the track somewhat yeah. every time because when we go to like Mantova and stuff like that, and it's the three three of the same track the the last Sunday is uh, quiet like oh, okay I'm over it now like the racing is still really fun but yeah. at the same time you gotta <clears throat> it's just like you go three times a week to Lommel practicing yeah. you're over it by the well, last Sunday well there's gonna be I'm guessing I haven't spoken to anyone I'm guessing there is gonna be literally no changes here because what can they do yeah that's what I like I say this track is pretty much impossible to change yeah. I'd say um I thought about that at the start of the week before we come here, that it's, like, not possible to change this track, you know. It's, it's been, very positive of you. <laughs> yeah, but it's been... But how long has it been the same for, yeah. you know, for for the last, I would say, the last well, since we four start- years I've been here, it's been the exact same. Well, yeah, I think, what, GP started coming here in 2013, and I'm pretty sure you were in Australia and I was watching on TV, so we're not the best people to talk nah, about this. But I could imagine it would still I'm be I'm pretty sure it was the same, yeah. yeah. So... To be honest, it's, I don't think that they'll make changes, but they could surprise us, who knows. And, yeah, like I said, it's not it's not up to us or anything. We have to race what we're, what we're given, but in the end of the day, it would be nice, even a little change. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much impossible here. So um, I'd say it's three of the same track, but like I said, too, it's the same for everyone, and I'm, I'm guessing, like, not everyone's over it but i'd say like it's depends how your week goes as well it's makes it more difficult to enjoy the track if you're having a shit week than a good one so yeah i don't really know what else to say about about that situation and uh last thing because it's so dark that i can barely see you uh (laughs) uh, the battle for third in the championships raging on i'm guessing that you must have gained points on renault today i'm guessing surely what three eight i'm pretty sure he was bang average i can say that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I would have gained a few, but Tom- like, Thomas passed you. Oh shit! Yeah, so I don't really. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know that. So um, yeah, it's literally it's going to come down to the last one, I think. And well, if you bring that first motor speed, you are good. Yeah, then then we're all good. But I just need to bring that every race. So um, I think like yeah, we're racing motocross. Like anything can happen. So. Um, I try not to think about it too much. It's um, it is what it is, and if I ride good, then the results are good. And then in the end of the day, it's it's a good overall result. So, um, like I'm not too bummed. We had quite a realistic goal coming into the season, and I'm achieving that at the moment. So, wasn't your goal just to finish every be at every race and do all that? If yeah, I, if I remember and, right, and try and be in the top five, you know. So. Um, I feel like we're we're quite close to uh, to being there. So at the moment, I'm I'm happy and I'm just enjoying it. Really, it's um, yeah, like like I said, I'm trying to improve myself every time I go out on the track and and not think about the overall results so much. So um, the more the more pressure that comes on, the the worse you ride. So I try and stay as relaxed as I can. Yeah, Kevin Hawkmo, MXGP of Trentino. On the year as a whole, because I'm spoken to your year, so we'll do today a little bit, but we need to do everything. Um, things just haven't really come together for you. It's been one thing after another, DNFs, bike problems, crashes, whatever. But today, second moto, 10th, finally proved what you can do. Anyone who I think has been watching the races isn't surprised, because this has been clear all along. 
So I guess it's just nice to get that monkey off your back and say to all the naysayers, hey, look, I can do it. I just proved it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, actually, in Mantua, I also had an eight, but that seemed to go under the radar. But uh, yeah, I'm really happy to finally get a decent start it was not the best but uh, i rode smooth and i rode like i should and uh, yeah got back up to 10th so i felt good with the track also in moto one but was a little bit more difficult to pass than i think then in the second moto it dried up a little bit so yeah everything just came together and i felt really good how frustrating has the year been for you like has it been tough to take at times have you struggled with it yeah for sure mentally it's been tough since uh almost the off season with the with everything around and uh, yeah, not having the best people around me, and uh, yeah, just uh, trying to get over that bump after the corona stuff. Yep. I think I took a step mentally, like after I also dislocated my shoulder, of course. I got home, just uh, wanted to go to the races, just focus on myself and don't care about anything else. And from that point, I think yeah, the season turned a little bit. I had some good uh, speed in France as yeah. well but uh, yeah too much trouble happening of course but uh, yeah that was turning point mentally but the uh, starts have been letting me down this year for sure is that a change you've made then you've kind of uh, made your group around you smaller like you've just focused on one or two key people that you need focused on what you're doing out track and trying to ignore everything else that's going on around you yeah for sure um, we decided like after Latvia that uh, we were going to just stay in the camper, go race the race and then go back to the camper with my mom and dad. And yeah, Isak is a good friend. So hang around with him a little bit and uh, speak to my trainer on the phone. And yeah, for sure. Keep the the group a little bit smaller. And I have a good relationship with my mechanic. I actually had two this year. One, <laughs> one, <laughs> one quit. So yeah, both of them have been really good to me yeah. and... Uh, yeah, they they are good, and uh, yeah, I think the group of people that I have around me now, and also for next year, like with my family and trainer and everything, yeah. is good. So we just need to keep this and yeah, build on it. This is the thing. Like from watching your year attempt today is great. That's brilliant. I think you're capable of more than that, though. This really should just be the start. Like if you finished fifth or sixth today. I wouldn't be surprised because I do think you're capable of that. But I guess you just need the right tools and the right situation to do the job. Yeah, for sure. You know, in the GPs, the the class is really different from the top factory guys and down to us smaller guys. So, yeah, it's been uh, been tough. And I know that I'm uh, just as fast as Isaac yeah. because we've grown up together and rode a lot together. And uh, we've always been really similar and uh, yeah when I see he do his results I'm so happy for him but I know I can do it as well so I'm like fuck you <laughs> I need to do do like him but when I get to start I'm there so yeah. yeah starts have been letting me down so I'm not sure what you're up to next year but this has been one of my worries that people aren't noticing this potential and so do you know what you're doing is it going in a decent direction I have uh, no idea yet but uh, yeah I have got some meetings so at least it looks like i have a ride for mx2 maybe it's not a factory ride or anything but uh, yeah i got a ride for next year i hope so uh, it's looking better than i thought in uh, lomel for sure 
I guess that's also been pressure on you as well then you've been thinking about that each race thinking okay I need to do something to prove myself and then the more you think that the worse it gets and yeah for sure like no one see on the wrestle list uh, the problems I've had so I just need to focus on the races now that I have uh, talked to some people at least and then uh, I think that also let let some uh, pressure off my shoulders this uh, today actually because I got some meetings and then uh, everything is just feeling a little bit easier and I had a good night of sleep actually before the race. <laughs> Let's end on this note then. Uh, two rounds to go. You could do really well at those as well, but I get the feeling that you want to get through these two rounds with solid results, move on to next year, fresh start, and then hopefully have a solid group of people, solid bike, solid situation, and then let's treat next year as your first year in MX2. (laughs) Yes, for sure. This is... I think, actually, it's been a good season mentally. It's something you don't learn if you never experience it, so... If I was maybe 26 and uh, 26 years and yeah. experienced this, then it would be the end of my career. But since I'm so young still, I learned to go over that bump and I learned a lot this year. But uh, yeah, I will treat the next year as my first year, I think, yeah.